Welcome to the Divorce Survival Guide podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about co-parenting, separation, divorce, and the hardest question of all, should you stay or should you go? I'm Kate Anthony, your Divorce Survival Guide, and I'm here to help you navigate some of the roughest waters you've ever swum in and answer some of your toughest questions. I've been to hell and back, and now it's my mission in life to help you get to the other side of this process with your sanity and your heart intact. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode and happy new year. Who is super stoked to be done with 2020? This girl, (laughs) I mean, as most of you know, um, I had a really bad year um, between my dog getting mauled and my trip to see my dad being canceled and having being diagnosed with mold poisoning and having to move out of my house and then getting COVID. (laughs) And the other day I was thinking about some other things that happened. Um, And I was like, oh yeah, that was 2022. Wow, that's crazy. (laughs) So anyway, I am super happy to be on the other side of all of this. Um, And I'm recovering and mostly recovered. it's like, I keep saying like, I'm, I'm better. Now I just have to heal, especially from the mold, right? Getting COVID on top of mold poisoning probably did my lungs some serious damage. But anyway, enough about that. Cause that's 2020 news. I made an Instagram post about this, but I want to, I want to say this to you now that, you know, I feel like it's an, a smart thing to do, to do kind of a postmortem about how the holidays went for you. We do a lot of talk about gearing up for the holidays and decisions you're going to make and how you're going to communicate with your ex or soon to be ex and how you're going to split the time and all of that shit. Um, and I think it's really important to look at this on the back end and kind of do a postmortem and say, okay, what worked, what didn't work. And honestly, write it all down, write it down now. Um, I recommend putting it in your notes and then like attaching that note to a reminder in your calendar for like November of next year. Cause you're going to forget, <laughs> you know, it's like labor. Oh, it'll be different this year. Or, you know, and look, it may be like, you may have a completely different relationship, um, in a year from now, but there may be things that you did or didn't do that you really want to remind yourself of next year. Um, so take the time to do that. Don't just be like, whew, that's done. And then move along from it. Actually take the time to process through what worked, what didn't work and set up some kind of system to remind yourself of this next year. All right. And speaking of moving on, um, my guest today is I'm bringing back Bella Gandhi uh, of Smart Dating Academy, who is uh, the, you know, fairy godmother of all things dating. She's amazing. And Bella's really, I mean, she is, she is my go-to and she should be your go-to <laughs> um, for all, you know, for all your dating advice um, and coaching. And um, so the reason that I brought Bella back on is that this past Sunday was the like peak dating day of the year, right? It's like the busiest day on online dating sites. Um, and we are in peak dating season. 
So given that, uh, I wanted to bring her back on to talk about just a few things about how to harness the power of peak dating season with the fairy godmother of dating, uh, the and my dear friend. <laughs> Let's not forget that. My dear friend, Bella Gandhi. Okay, you guys, I have one of my favorite people, <laughs> my dear friend, Bella Gandhi, here to talk to us about peak dating season, which is dun 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 right now. <laughs> right now, you guys, you're in the heart of peak dating season. There is no better time ever, ever, ever in your life than to start thinking about dating right now. And I will tell you everything you want to know why. Yes. So yeah, first of all, why now? <laughs> like new year, new you. What is it? What is it about this time of year? And I know for myself, I feel it. I feel the pull every holiday season. I'm like, okay, okay. It's time. It's time. Right? It's time. And guess what? You are not alone, Kate. 118 million singles, single adults in this country, 48% of the adult population. So around the holidays, we get a little like, oh, wouldn't it be great if for next Christmas or next holidays, I had a boo. And then what happens? Okay. January 1, we're making resolutions. And when half of adults are single, what do you think is in that resolution? Getting out there and dating, trying that online thing, falling in love, getting married. So some iteration of that drives people online such that Sunday the 3rd was the busiest online dating day of 21. But never fear, we're on a high right now. Next Sunday will be the second busiest online dating day of the year. So hopefully we're convincing you to get on. But I'm telling you guys, if you feel like you were the last single person in America, patently and completely false that you're everybody half of us are coupled half are single those are good freaking odds okay but are there any good men still out there okay <laughs> first of all first of all there are great men out there now what i will posit to you guys and i wish you guys could all see me waving my magic wand because i'm she, you I'm guys she literally waving. has a little magic fairy wand because she is she is well, a fairy godmother so I'm waving my wand to all of you adorable, beautiful listeners and Kate that are listening to this because there's great men out there. The question I would ask you, the existential question is, are you seeing them? Yeah, right. That's really the question because so many people come to us like, oh, you know, I go on these dates, but these guys are boring. When I hear the word boring, I hear dating pattern. What's the dating pattern and boring? It, when people come to me and say, I've been on dates and these guys are just boring. It tells me that you're looking for somebody potentially dysfunctional, somebody that doesn't treat you well, somebody that keeps you on edge, somebody that gives you butterflies in your stomach, somebody that activates your attachment system that makes you feel like you did when you were little Kate or little Bella and we were insecure and we didn't know if our needs were going to be tended to. And we take that into our adult relationships. 
lives. And when someone tells me, I don't know, he's just boring. I'm like, oof, I think we we have some work to do. And it's about unwiring those patterns and being attracted to, and yes, you can control who you're attracted to and being attracted to high GHQ guys, high and good husband qualities. All of this stuff, you guys, is so possible. I promise you. I know it sounds like, wait, what, what, what? I, I'm telling you, I see great stories happen every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. If I think about over the last, you know, 10 years, 11 years, the people that I've dated who I thought that, like, I thought like, oh God. I mean, there are a couple of them that like legitimately are boring, (laughs) but there are a couple that I let go for something, you know, quote, more exciting. And it was always a bad decision. And it's not like I pine for the guys that I, you know, walked away from, but I do think like, maybe there should have been a second date. Maybe there should have been a third date. Maybe there should have been a little bit of more time. There should have been more time. Right. If I think it's boring, what you're saying, what you're telling me and everybody else, but in particular me, is that if (laughs) (laughs) you, Kate Anthony, you, (laughs) is that if I think it's boring, then I should definitely go on a second or third date. Yes. (laughs) And if you guys have a lot of boring people, Bella at Smart Dating Academy, email me and I will help you through this. But really, you know, all, all jokes aside, if you're feeling like, okay, he was really nice. It was, he was interested in me. He asked good questions, but I just wasn't feeling it. That means go on a second date, like Kate's saying. And if that second date is a little better, but still meh, that means go on on a third date. What I want you to start to do is rewire yourself. And what we're going to do, that's not leading people on if you're not feeling it right away. It's called screening people in. I want you to change your screening process. Screen good guys in. Give them a chance because chemistry, ladies, can grow over time. Interesting. And as we've talked about before, right, that instant chemistry, that like bam thing, that's when you run for the hills, right? That's where you get bonked over the head with Houdini's illusion when you're feeling that instantaneous chemistry. And I'll say everybody knows that one couple that met in a bar, had massive chemistry, slept together that night, and they're now married and living in the suburbs with three kids happily. But for the other 99, it doesn't work that way. So we typically operate on the rule versus the exception. So because everyone will go, well, I know this one person. I'm like, forget about that one person. Right. 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 Lightning doesn't strike twice. The, the majority of people are like you and your husband, where you were friends for a really, really, really long time. Right. And you were not remotely attracted to each other or he, you weren't attracted or what the. No. I was not, people, people say that all the time. My own father at one point says, how do you spend so much time with a guy? And not, I was like, dad, it's like talking to a girlfriend. And he was like, okay, I guess I get that. Well, dad was right. And so was everyone else long-term that even though I wasn't feeling the physical chemistry, the emotional chemistry was developing and developing and developing where I saw what an amazing human being this person was, what a great friend he was to me, a cheerleader, supportive, kind, generous. And at a certain point when I was ready and I woke the F up and stopped dating narcissists, I realized, oh my God, 
Who's the first person I want to call in the morning? Who's the last person I'm with before I go to bed? We're studying, we're hanging out, we're at a bar, we're having a beer, whatever it is. It's Andy. And we started dating a year later. We got engaged three years later and now we'll be married 24 years. Oh my gosh. Now, did he always have his sights on you? Was he always like, okay, I'll just... I'll just bide my time in the friend zone until she figures this out. You know, guys are funny, Kate, right? Guys instantly, when they meet us, they're either like, yeah, I would sleep with you or we're just going to be friends. And even if they think you're attractive, they'll still be friends with you if they don't feel like maybe there's a mutual attraction or whatever it is, but they can be like, yeah, you're hot, but whatever. So he was like, no, I always thought you were cute, but you were my best friend, right? And I wasn't holding a torch for you. But then I think it was when I woke up and I was like, oh, I think he's cute. Then for him, the cute was always there. You know, and people say, I mean, women are just as visual as men, but the key differential, if you guys can take this from this, is chemistry for men, like either they put us into two categories immediately. If they're attracted to you, that's great. They would sleep with you, but now they have to really build that like. And that's why we date slowly, right? So if they're like, you're hot, but now it's up to us to drive that bus and to take things slowly and to let them have this emotional connection where they're like, where have you been all my life? I want to be with you. You're the soft place to land after work. I want that. (laughs) I want that. I want that. So here's something I hear all the time. So, So, you know, my audience, right, are people who are, you know, a lot of them are just getting out of their marriages. Yeah. A lot of them are getting just getting out of marriages with toxic abusers mm. um, or at least like narcissists or, you know, and some of them not, but like a lot of them are right. And so what tends, what I see happen a, a lot is that, um, especially in my Facebook group is that women start dating and they're like, Oh my God, I met this guy. And he's so amazing on like Bumble or Tinder or whatever. Um, and he's so amazing. We're texting and blah, blah, blah. And then something, right. And then something happened and I don't know what happened and God, he was so amazing or it doesn't even matter. Like there's just, there's the, he's so amazing. Right. With someone that they've known for like a couple of weeks, five minutes. Yeah. Right. And you know, I always say to people who are in that situation, like people are like, should, should I date? How long should I wait? How long? And I'm like, fucking date, fucking date, like learn. There's so much information to know, learn about yourself through the dating process, but just date. Date and don't. And here's the, here's the rub, you guys, if you've been with a toxic abuser or a narcissist people tend to do what's comfortable versus what's right. Mm -hmm. And first marriages end up with a 50% divorce rate, but second marriages have a 67% divorce rate, right? And why is that? It's because we do the same shit again, right? right? And the guy that feels amazing can sometimes end up being reminiscent of our ex and our toxic abuser. And we're like, but I thought, and it can be so it can be really intoxicating in the beginning because the guys that are narcissistic, right? When you're the object of their affection for that five minutes, they will treat you like the queen that you want to be treated. And especially when you've come out of something where you've been neglected, abused, told you're ugly, told you're fat, told you're worthless, and you'll never meet someone else. And suddenly along comes this man that is like, where have you been all 
my life. I can't wait for my friends to meet you. I can't wait to take you to my house in Cabo on the second date. And you're like, well, Heidi Ho, this is what, thank goodness it's my turn now. And that's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Anybody that's too fast and furious and spins your head around. And if you use the word amazing in three dates, you guys, red flag. Right. And it's, it's a, a red flag and it's a, it's a, right. And it's not just a red flag about the person, but it's also a, the red flag, a red flag about how, your response and, and your like receptors, right? Yeah. yeah. Because you're, this is like a discernment process. Like you can't, you don't know if someone's amazing after three dates, you just don't know. You maybe don't. they are, but you know, maybe they're also just a human, <laughs> right. With flaws and and you're not going to know for a long ass time. And remember, three dates, you've known this person for six hours, 360 minutes, right? You can't know that someone's amazing in 360 minutes, maybe 360 days, right? Yeah. But really, when I put it into perspective for people like that, it's like, oh my God, Bella, what do you mean? Like, you shouldn't get exclusive with someone until 15 or 20 dates. That sounds insane. I'm like, think about it. Wow. You're saying I'm going to shut off my pipeline and be exclusive with you and call you my partner and call you my boyfriend after 15 hours, right? That's not even a day, right? Yeah. Right. It's a waking day. Think when you put it into terms like that, we're never taught how to do this, right? This is some of the most important stuff we should be taught when we're in high school, right? And what are we taught by? We're taught by what we see at home or we're taught by what we see in the movies or what we see on Netflix, right? Or what we see people around us doing. Yes. And what we hear in quote love songs or right. Right. I mean, it's insanity. It's insanity. What we, what we're taught, as, yeah. as women, as girls, right? I mean, it's, and it's, it goes beyond, you know, the knight in shining armor or Prince Charming, right? It's actually far more subliminal and subtle than that. And it's, it's so insidious. In mm-hmm. fact, I would use a word as terrible as that. I mean, yeah, one yeah. of my first, one of my favorite scenes in any movie is the opening scene to He's Just Not That Into You with baby Drew Barrymore when she's on the playground and a boy walks up to her and pours sand right on top of her head and in her face and says, you smell like poop. And what does her mom say? Oh, honey, he probably likes you. We're taught that if somebody's mean to us, kicks us, pulls our hair, he likes us. What does that do to us as women? Insane. Right? Insane. Yep. Insane. And there was a great conversation in my Facebook group this past week about uh, Beauty and the Beast, right? I love that movie. I've always loved that movie when it first came out, right? Love. kidnaps her kidnaps her kidnaps her holds her hostage she develops stockholm syndrome and marries him what Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> like the most romantic movie in the world what right right stockholm syndrome 
<laughs> I love you, captor. <laughs> yes, right? Like I identify with you. You're just a sad, you know, you know, big beast who needs love to be able to become a better person. Oh my God. How about choose the better person? Right. Love the horrible beast and bring out the best in him because you can. Right. No, you can't. Right. He won't change. All the love in the world will not make that flower in that little glass thing in Beauty and the Beast come back to life. <laughs> well, this I talk about this all the time about in like toxic relationships, what we do in toxic relationships, right, is that we see this nugget of gold that is buried really deep beneath a big giant pile of shit. But we know the nugget of gold is there. And so that's all we focus on. And we ignore the big pile of shit or we spend our entire fucking lives slogging through shit, trying to get to that nugget of gold, which is basically what Belle does in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> and not only is it a nugget of gold, it's fool's gold. Yes. It's right. not even real gold because that nugget of gold was an illusion. Like we talked about in the beginning, right? It's like the beast is a beast. And maybe the beast had a moment where the beast was lovely, right? But that's the beauty of movies. The beast can become beautiful. But here, it, 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 you can't fix certain things, ladies. You can't fix that. And so many of us are like, I can fix anything. I can nurture anything because that's how we were raised, right? Especially if you're 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, right? We were taught to be caretakers and just give love and love on someone and you can make everything better. But there's certain things you can't change, and if right. someone doesn't treat you well in the beginning, never ignore those red flags. Yep. Yes. Never, ever, ever. And, it, you know, they're going to treat you really well for like the first couple of, you know, dates or interactions or whatever. But there's going to be, there may, right, be a time when it changes, when it turns. And that's your first red flag. That is your first red flag. And one key thing that I teach people is that at the, at the latest, that red flag usually comes out four months after exclusivity. And that's if you've been sweeping shit under the rug already. Like by four months of exclusivity, you're like, wait a second. Why was I cool yesterday? And today he says I'm annoying, right? And then we start to question ourselves. Right. Like, oh my God, maybe I texted him too much. Let me not be annoying, right? And that's where, that's where the toxicity really starts. Yep. Amen. Mm -hmm. So, all right, let's get back to peak dating season. And how do we harness the power <laughs> and the numbers for ourselves? Okay. She's so got the magic wand again, you guys. Wand. I wish you guys could see us just giggling and laughing. <laughs> um, the best thing for you guys to do is if you're, if you're thinking about it and the thought of being on a date excites you, even if you're separated, okay? I have a lot of separated people in our practice, right? I don't, I have nothing against anybody that's separated. You could have been in a marriage for 10 years that has sucked and you have done your work and you have healed and you are ready to emerge alive. If the thought of dating makes you excited, puts a spring in your step and you know you're over the anger, the bitterness, you have the closure, the thought of being with a healthy partner excites you and you know your role in the divorce, 
get yourself out there. It's peak dating season. Have five to six great photos. Have, you know, don't be on any more than two apps at the same time. And um, and write some positive text in your profile. Don't be negative. Don't think that saying, please do not contact me if you haven't done the work. Please do not contact me if you're sleeping on your mother's couch. Whatever that is, if you put negativity out there, that's what's going to come back to you. Yeah. It's so it's such a turnoff. I can say that after <laughs> years of swiping. Years of swiping. Years of swiping. Is that it's true. It is such a turnoff. It's and and like there are certain things that are there. They may even be valid, right? But they're you're great. We we went through my profile. Uh, I don't know a few months ago, and we were talking about how like there's something about like for me, I want someone to be fully divorced. Like I have been divorced for a really long time, and yeah. I have, I've dated people who are not fully divorced, and they're still in a certain level of process. And it's just it it feels and also given what I do, like I end up working in a relationship with someone. You become a therapist immediately. Exactly. Exactly. And so, but there's a way to spin that positively as opposed to like, please don't contact me if you're not fully divorced, right? There's a way to, to spin even your, you know, preferences as, you know, uh, you know, as a positive, not a negative, right? Cause there's certain things that are valid for you to put in your profile, right? 100%. Like you want to, and that's such a great way to say it, Kate, you can take anything, take the reciprocal of something negative and it becomes positive, right? Okay. That's not mathematically correct, but let's just go with that for Whatever. a second. I, I know. You, can say, you can say, for example, I really want you to have your shit together. Right. And I, cause I do, for example, but what you can, so that can come off negatively. Okay. And I'm just throwing examples out there. What you could say is, you know what, I'm really excited to meet a true grown up, Right. And yeah. that says it really positively and not in a negative way, a man that knows where he's been and knows where he's going. Right. There's so many different ways that you can say things. And sometimes we write our profiles thinking, okay, let me just get something up there so I can get on there and date. But ultimately that stuff matters and having a good profile and having good photos, it is not one day's work. You really want to think about this. You really want to know what's appealing about yourself. What are little interesting nuggets about you that no one else has, right? Maybe you won a hula hoop contest when you were in the fifth grade, right? Like fun little things that can not only position you as the fun, cool, smart chick that you are, but also give that dude or that woman or whoever you're looking for something to start a conversation with you about. That's the biggest thing, right? Is the hook, right? Is that you want to, you want to provide something for them to grasp onto. Right. And that's, I think that's one of my biggest complaints in, uh, in dating profiles that I see is that I, there's nothing I can, there's, there's just not it in LA. My, so my son has taken to taking my bumble and, and swiping with me with, How me. Old he again? Know, he's 15, 15 and a half. And it's the most fun that he loves doing it. And I told him a long time ago that in LA, one of the biggest things is everyone says that they like to hike, bike, beach, yoga. Like I, I can't. And he was like, oh, come on, mom. And now we go through it. And he's like, oh my God, you're so right. There's no, there's not like, there's nothing interesting about that. Like we live in LA. Of course you like to hike and go to the beach and do yoga. And go to the rec. Of course you do. Um, you know, one of the interesting things, I think you know this, that I put in my profile is that I was on Sesame Street as a kid. 
Right. So I say something like, you know, I was on Sesame Street as a kid. So, you know, if you're in my appropriate age range, you've probably had a crush on me since you were a kid, something like that. Right. And people love that. People love that. That gives them a something to, you know, hook on to and start. It's a conversation starter. You want to like present a conversation starter. Right. Completely. 100%. And I love that line in your profile for sure. <laughs> and, and it's just fun and it's quirky and, and people love stuff like that. You know, I had a woman a couple of weeks ago that did one of our love lab workshops where we rewrite, where we help people rewrite their profiles and look at their photos. And her, her thing was, you know what, I'm a, I'm a nurse during the day, but over the weekends, I renovate houses. Like I can even reinstall a bathroom without a leaky sink. I'm like, that's amazing. And she said, and during the last couple of weeks, she said, that's getting a lot of traction from guys. Like, wow, because it's something unique. It's funny. It's interesting. And we helped her say it in a way that didn't seem, you know, Uber, like, you know, she's a, you know, a night, a moonlighting plumber. It was just like, it was just fun. Like, and it was cool. And men glom onto it. Cause they, you give them something to say they're boys. They want something like, give me something to give me something to talk to you about. I think you're pretty. Help. Right. <laughs> exactly. You're Help. pretty, but <laughs> give, right. me something. give me something positive. Give me something. It's like, you guys think about being at a cocktail party with somebody, right? You'd say, Hey, I'm Kate. How are you? Oh, hi, I'm Bella. You know, I live in Chicago. Oh, okay, great. Chicago. I've been to Chicago. I have two friends. I went to Northwestern, whatever it is. And online conversations are no different than that. That's all you want to do. Say something interesting. End it with a question. Okay. Then you're going to answer the question, end it with the question. Right. And I see these messages between people back and forth. And unfortunately, a lot of guys are guilty of this. Women will ask a question and then guys will answer the question and then they drop. I'm like, dude, that's not cool. Ask a question, give her something. Yeah. And I, I, that happens. And I, and I just stop the conversation there because I'm like, you know, and I, and I hate that. I hate it. It's my biggest pet peeve about just like the back and forth is that like, you know, and for me, it feels like a feminist issue. Like, okay, here we go. You're going to put the labor back on me. So like, I, it tells me exactly who you are. <laughs> if you're not curious and you're putting the work back on me, I'm, I'm, you know, maybe I'm out too soon, but I just, it's one of those things that just gets under my skin. Yes. Yeah. Always. Always end your, whatever your response is with another question. Keep the conversation going. Cause again, yeah, if you were at a cocktail party, <laughs> like you would never do that. Right. And if you did, people would like walk away from you. Right. If you were like, you know, my name's Kate. How are you? Oh, I'm Bella. Hey, yeah, great. How are you? You know, where do you live? Chicago. Right. Like, then- <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <be> weird. <laughs> it's as stupid as if someone's like, Hey, how are you? You're like, fine. Now what? what crickets are chirping don't do that ask the question back even in the messaging responses and and it's so important to do that and i think once you guys message back and forth and you get normal people that are messaging back and forth with you and by the way kate and i are both giving you permission if someone just answers your question try one more and if he doesn't lob it back again you're done Okay, permission to bless and release him back into the dating world, right? And look for someone who wants to date you and is is conversant. And then if the messaging goes well, ladies, don't agree, 
to go on a hike, bike, beach, yoga date in LA or wherever you are right away. Take it to the phone. Turn always, always, always. Talk on the phone. Okay. And now because the pandemic has had a couple of silver linings and one of them is the addition of video to all of the sites, the comfort level that people have with video. So after you talk on the phone, I'd say a 10 to 15 minute phone conversation is plenty. Crazy cannot keep crazy in the closet for more than 10 minutes. Okay. I said that. Should I say it again? Crazy cannot keep crazy in the closet for more than 10 minutes. Crazy comes dancing out. Like, so if the person is crazy, just, you know, yell and scream and say, oh my God, my cake is burning. The house is on fire. Get off the phone. But if that phone conversation goes well, which it probably will, take it to the video. Okay. Do the video. The video is amazing. You guys, my clients have said it has changed their dating world, their dating lives, and it makes dating less disappointing. It makes it less random because suddenly you have seen this person. You've seen what their background looks like. You've seen how they present themselves on video. 30 minutes, just say, hey, how would you like to have a tea tasting from 5 to 5.30? How'd you like to have a glass of wine from 6 to 6.30? Put boundaries on it. Do that. And if that video date goes well, do it again. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go run out and meet somebody in person. It's pandemic, right? It sucks. Yes. You know how I feel about, you know, I am like, like this is, we're going to be on video for a while, Um, you know, and then we may have a socially distanced masked walk somewhere. (laughs) Exactly. Until Dr. Fauci says we can be, that we're all okay, which we're looking at a while still guys. So get into video. And I'm going to tell you something that blew my mind And what I want to tell you guys about what you should not be afraid of. I did one of these love lab workshops a few weeks ago and found out through a guy asking a question. He said, Bella, I have a question. I've asked three women out on video dates. I'm following all of your advice and trying to be a gentleman. And all three have turned me down. Can you tell me what's going on? And I thought, well, Steve, how are you asking them? Are you saying, you know, do you want to get naked with me on video? Like, why are these women turning you down? And another woman on the workshop, she said, well, could, could I take that? And I said, please do. And she, and these are random people that don't know each other. And she said, I say no to video all the time because I don't look good on video. I don't like how I look on camera. I look better in person. 14 other women on that workshop nodded in agreement with her. For me, it was a mic drop moment. Like this is October. Okay. We've been locked up since March. Right. And you're not going to go on. You're not going to make a connection because you're worried about how you look on video. You're worried. And this is, people were taking our love lab workshop called fix your picker. These are pretty sophisticated daters that know I have picker problems. And to hear that number one made me like, I'm looking at all 15 of you women right now. You're all gorgeous. You're telling yourself the bad story. You look beautiful on camera. And so, and he was so great. And he's like, all of you think you don't look good on video. And he's a straight guy, really attractive. He's like, he's like, I would date any one of you and I'm not trying to be creepy. You're all beautiful. Don't, don't say no to video dates. 
Wow. Let's teach people how to use video for your video dates, right? Like don't have your camera below you, (laughs) first of all, (laughs) right? Like put your camera up high so that you take up the frame. And Kate, because of that, we put together I'm like, we want to help people, uh, a webinar called perfect your webinar or perfect your uh, makeup and your lighting for zoom and beyond help people build their confidence. So we did this webinar two weeks ago. It was amazing. And I had my makeup artist who does all of our clients for smart dating Academy and their photo shoots give tips on not because you need the makeup, not because you're all not gorgeous, just the way you are. But our goal is I want you on the damn video dates. And if you need to learn how to up your game and makeup, so help me God, we're going to give you a course. that's going to help you do that. And we had 80 women on the course. Wow. For two hours and we were granular and every one of them said they feel better about dating. Guys, look at yourself in the mirror and say, what's holding me back if I don't want to do video? Right. If that's the case, first of all, like I'm telling you, you are beautiful and you are dateable. I don't know you, but the fact that you're listening to Kate's amazing podcast tells me that you're a learner, you're a grower, and some dude's going to be really really lucky to find you or some partner, whoever it is you're looking for. So look inside and say, what's holding me back? And then help is out there. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys, Bella does every Thursday night, right? Yeah. IGTV and Instagram live with all of these tips. She, you did a makeup one last couple weeks ago, right? You did a makeup one on, 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 uh, on Instagram. So if you go to smart dating Academy and check out your IGTVs, there's like a ton of stuff there. There's a ton of content about all of this, right? Yeah, We do different. Yes. So we do um, the IGTVs that we do. If you go to our YouTube channel, smart dating Academy, you'll find there's a whole playlist that is IGTV and the webinars that we do have a fee for them. So you can see them They're on our site. So the makeup one did have a nominal fee to mm-hmm. it, but look at the end of the day, there's tons of free stuff. There's paid stuff. Um, all I can tell you is that you are amazing and Think about where you need the help and there's tons of help out there. Go do it because it's peak dating season, because there are more people online this week than any other time. And next week, there's going to be tons of people in the week after. So you're not too late. Think about dipping your toe into the pool and doing it the right way. Yeah. And if you have questions, Bella is your uh, fairy godmother. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Oh she can help you get all of this together. And I just, so tell where, where can everyone find you? So, um, Kate mentioned the Instagram lives that I do 7 PM that's central time. So in California, it's five in New York, it's eight. Usually every Thursday, you can follow me at smart dating Academy. And then you'll know, because I talk about the Instagram lives before we actually do them. And then if you want 
um, more information on the webinars, go to our website, smartdatingacademy.com or one-on-one coaching. We do everything. Our goal is to be the personal trainer for your love life, to hold your hand and to walk you through this process because dating in and of itself can feel really lonely. And if you want some professional, awesome, confidant, best friends to do this with you that know what the hell they're doing, that is us. We make it fun. Amen. Can can confirm. I am so, I mean, I, listen, listen, I get, you know, the, the smart dating Academy and Bella in particular gets the, gets the divorce survival guide seal of approval. (laughs) That's the thing thing now. (laughs) I just made it up for you. (laughs) We get the, we get the heart, the pink sparkly heart from Kate. That's right. You do. I love you guys so much. I love you. Um, all right, Bella, thank you so much. Any final words for our people on the uh, peak dating season? You know, get on one site or one app, five or six great photos, um, write a good profile. We have a profile writing template. You can email me about it. It's another for sale item thing, but it's like Mad Libs and it helps you put the profile, perfect profile together. You guys, there's so much out there that can help you. Um, Just do it, dip your toe in and see what happens. I'm excited for you. I'm rooting for you. Yay. Thank you so much, darling. I adore you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in and leave me a review. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at The Divorce Survival Guide. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember, you, my love, deserve to be happy.